Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. You identify as a homebody, right? Uh, 100% yes. My body practically never leaves my home, and I am very proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not say that I am a homebody at all, not usually, but these days I am uh, pretty much like everybody else in the world. Right, right. I would say a lot more people are joining the ranks of those like myself, those who enjoy staying in almost all the time. Well, since that's the case, how would you feel about living by a book that says it will make us so comfy at home we'll never want to leave it? Um, I would feel very, very good about that because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And today, we're tackling home decor with the book Homebody, a guide to creating spaces you never want to leave by Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines is a design mogul and mother of five. She was raised in Texas and attended Baylor University in Waco. After graduating, she spent time in New York City as an intern in the field of interior design. Upon returning to Waco, Joanna met and married another Baylor alum, Chip Gaines. After their nuptials, the couple bought and renovated a building, and Gaines opened up a home decor shop called Magnolia. 
From there, a design empire grew. She and her husband began flipping houses and eventually expanded operations to include a range of businesses, including a restaurant and rental properties. The two also starred in the hit HGTV show Fixer Upper, and she's written three books, including her New York Times bestseller, Homebody. In Homebody, Joanna Gaines posits that through design, you can create a home that reflects the personalities and stories of the people who live there. Gaines outlines the elements of different design aesthetics at the beginning of the book and then devotes a chapter to each room in the home, giving advice on how to use design in the space to meet your aesthetic and practical needs. Throughout the book, she stresses the idea that when you design your home with the intention of surrounding yourself with meaningful items and purposeful furnishings, you'll enjoy your space and life far more and probably never want to leave home. (laughs) Here's how you do it. Step one, identify, think, and take notes. Learn about the six core design styles laid out in the book, farmhouse, modern, rural, industrial, traditional, and boho. Determine what elements of each style resonate with you and write them down. Experiment with the floor plans in the back of the book, have fun, and remind yourself that you can always change your mind, rearrange, and redecorate. Step two, entryways. Make your entryway both inviting and functional. Provide places to hang your keys and kick off your shoes. Include personal touches that make it feel distinctly yours. Consider a welcome mat, a boot tray, a basket, chair, mirror, wall hooks, and art. If you want to make bigger changes, consider updating your flooring, the front door, or even your lighting. Step three, living rooms. Think of all the things your living room is used for and make it comfortable for those things while also reflecting the people who use it. Consider creating a focal point like a gallery wall, adding visual interest through textiles, brightening up the wall decor, concealing the television, reupholstering old furniture, and improving the flow of your room through better furniture placement. Step four, kitchens. Make your kitchen both functional and something that inspires you to use it every day. If you lack cabinet space, enlist pot racks, wall hooks, and other creative space-saving solutions. If you have limited counter space, clear everything but the essentials and bring in a portable island if you have the floor space. Make sure you have sufficient task lighting too. And if you want to update your kitchen's entire look, change the paint colors, hardware, and cabinet door fronts. Step five, dining rooms. Make your dining room as functional and comfortable for daily meals as it is for formal occasions and holidays. If you don't have a separate dining room, get creative with furniture placement. If you have more than one place to eat in your house, consider downsizing to only one that you'll use more often. Determine what shape table will look best in the space and choose comfortable chairs. Select a chandelier to match the space and ceiling height, and then add dimension with wallpaper, art, cabinets, and rugs. Step 6. Bedrooms. Make your bedroom a sanctuary where you can put your best foot forward at the start of the day and peacefully sink into bed at night. Remove all the distractions and visual reminders of things that need to be done, whether it's stacks of mail or laundry baskets out in the open. Choose linens that look beautiful and feel comfortable. If you don't have a lot of space, use floating nightstands and store items under your bed. Have personal mementos that tell your story, particularly if you're in a couple, as your bedroom is also a place to connect. Step 7. Bathrooms. Don't skimp on the bathroom just because it's not a main focal point. For under $100, you can spruce it up with a bath mat, shower curtain, hand towels, storage containers, pretty vessels, and a candle. Also consider updating lighting, hardware, and paint. And if you're up for bigger changes, switch up the cabinetry and tiles and reglaze the tub. 
That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Joe Lenta, tell us about your first week of living by Homebody, a guide to creating spaces you never want to leave by Joanna Gaines. Oh, I will tell you all about it. Uh, my first week started off really nice and easy with step one. That is identify, think, and take notes. Right. So I have to say full disclosure, um, my mom went to school for interior design when I was like 10. You are a cheater, Jolenta. I'm not rely- cheating. <laughs> I'm just saying ever since I was a kid and I watched my mom go to school for interior design, like I've also been interested in design elements and learning about what I like. You know, like, Ooh, like you I just used the word her, elements. I helped her learn about <laughs> it. So I feel like I'm, you know, I'm invested in it. Yes. And elements are like things I talk about. <laughs> I don't actually think you're a cheater, but I do think you have a leg up on most people who are reading this book. I've just spent a lot of time thinking and talking about design style with my mom, um, but I can always go further. So right. I, I wanted to identify my style the way the book tells you to. So I looked over all the lists in the book that define all the like core design styles. Um, I looked around mm-hmm. my house and all my shit. And um, it's pretty obvious to me, at least, what I'm about. And how would you define what you're about? So our apartment is old and Brooklyn-y, and it used to be factory housing. So there's definitely industrial undertones. Um, and a lot of our big furniture pieces are pretty minimalist and modern, uh, like clean lines, neutral colors, you know, mid-century modern vibe. And then the whole place is pretty heavily accented with what the book would call, uh, I guess, bohemian and like rustic Southwestern design shit. Yeah, I would say that's definitely true. So did you come up with a name for your design style? My design style overall is called Fresh Metropolitan Treehouse. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I can break it down further. Like each room has like a theme, like the office is more industrial. The bedroom is more boho. Um, The living room (laughs) is more Southwest. The kitchen's more rustic. Like I could, like I could break it down forever. Oh, that's great. I I think Joanna would be very proud of you. Joanna Gaines would love that. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you do after that? So after I established my style, I wanted to do step seven because I got a really good idea. Okay. So reminder, step seven is the bathroom. Yes. And as we know, I love hanging out in my bathroom, but also my bathroom is not rustic enough. It's not the bathroom of a fresh metropolitan treehouse. And <laughs> I like that the book says you can spruce up your bathroom for for incredibly cheap, under 100 bucks. Uh, and I know you love cheap stuff. I love it. I love the cheap. <laughs> right. So I was like, screw under 100 bucks. I want to do this for free. Ooh, Jolenta, I'm so proud mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? I have a crystal. Oh, God. And this crystal <laughs> has an air plant that's growing oh. out of it. And, oh it <laughs> and its name is Spike because it's oh all Spike. Oh, my God, it has a name. <laughs> yes, of course, all plants have names. Um, and basically, Spike moves around a lot. He doesn't have a permanent home. He's lived on my desk. But then when Brad started working from home, he found Spike distracting. So he's been in a windowsill. But then I keep forgetting to water him there. So I decided a way to make sure Spike gets watered and a way to elevate my bathroom vibes is to set him on the back of my toilet tank. 
Now my bathroom has some like rustic, more bohemian, crystally vibes, and he can get watered by the steam in the shower. And if you ever visit my house again, it'll feel like you're like shitting in an enchanted forest. Oh my gosh. Your bathroom I already thought was pretty great. I mean, remember when you like redid that backsplash thing or whatever by your sink? I mean, but now you've definitely upped the level by adding like, I think plants add so much to us. That was function. This is like, this is the style. You know. Nice. <laughs> oh, that sounds very magical. Thank very you. Very Greenberg, too. Thank you. Very, very you. crystal. Very me. Um, so and after, what did you do after that? Yeah. After that, I hit up my living room because something in there was bothering me. Um, yes. Reminder, living room is step three. So what yes. was bothering you in the living room? Okay. So, Kristen, my living room is for hanging out in and snacking in predominantly. And I... I have been noticing. I've done both of those things in your living right, room with you. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, very important things to do there. I've been noticing since since I've been really, really at home a lot. There are not enough surfaces for me to put snacks on in this room. That is a big problem. So to fix it, I stole a stump side table from our office and just put it in the living room. Uh, Ooh, and, yeah. So here I am breaking the news to Brad. You'll notice I moved the stump out of the office. Mainly, it's over there, just sort of hiding because the chair is firmer and sometimes more comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And there's just no surfaces to like put a cup down. Right. And it's like, I just need it to be functional. And like, our plant can live without a side table for a second in the office. Right? You okay with little Ramona? Ramona can be on the ground, okay. she'll live. Are you okay with it? I know it's not like the most visually appealing, but it's like, why am I like waiting this out without a side table? Yeah, no, whatever makes you like. Who cares? That's fine. Thanks, baby. Jolenta, that is so smart. I mean, one thing that Joanna Gaines stresses in her book, things should be functional also. And now that stump is functional. It's something that you can use every day. Yeah, it was just holding a plant in the office doing nothing. And now it holds all my snacks. Nice. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's also nice to just be reminded like decor also needs to be serving you. Like it can serve your day to day needs. It doesn't need to just be cute. It's not like one or the other, you know? Yes. Yes. Love it. And what did you do after that? So after that, I did step six, uh, which means I headed to the bedroom, which I know is where you and Dean like to record lots of uncomfortable things for us. But (laughs) (laughs) JK, JK. Um, Not really, JK. I know you feel that way. No, I mean, that's the bathroom, I guess, really, the tub, but I digress. Um, So what did you do in your bedroom? I figured since I had made my life nice by moving the stump, I would maybe do something to make Brad's life nice. And what is that? Why don't you just take a listen to me discussing what's been going on in the bedroom with my partner, Brad? Um, How... Uh, how do, tell me honestly how you feel about my side of the bedroom floor. <laughs> well, I know it looks very good. Well, yeah, because I cleaned it up and I tried. Wow. I tried to rearrange one of my drawers in the bedside table so I actually put the jammies in there again instead of on the ground. That's that's welcome news. So you didn't like marry me for my piles. The piling is egregious. Is it bad? Like, you don't say anything about it. Because what am I going to do? You've been sick. It's like the least important thing on my 
in my day yeah. is that, that how disgusting is that I have like a foot deep pile of clothes. Mounds of clothes are, but they're just mounds of clothes, so it's fine. You don't step on it, but it is like you open the door and it's I mean, like the first step thing on you it. See. When I'm walking, when I'm making the bed, I literally have to like step over, step on and around like things. Sweaty underwear. I've like lost my balance trying to make the bed. Before. Oh yeah, I fall down all the time over there. Oh my god, Jolenta, you have never mentioned to me that you are a pile maker. I feel like I've brought up more than once on the show that mm-hmm. I have a floor drobe, that I have piles of clothes in my room. Have you been a secret pile maker this whole time? I mean. Yes. I feel like just because it's one pile, like, it's not like they're everywhere. Like, I only have one pile in the bedroom. Oh, my gosh. This is very surprising to me because I always think of your home as being so neat, Yeah, and so I always tidy. hide the pile in the closet when people come over. But, but I decided to, instead of just hiding the pile when people come over, it was time to actually rearrange things and make the pile go away. So I moved some things around in a bedside table I have, which has three drawers in it. Uh, and now one of the drawers is the pile drawer. So any like PJs, handkerchiefs, like crotch up underwear, the things that normally get tossed on the ground now go in that drawer. There's plenty of room and hopefully no one will be falling anymore. Oh, nice. Nice. A nice solution for your floor drobe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's where I ended my first week. So can I please hear about your first week of living by Homebody? Yes. Well, before we got started with week one, I have to say this book came at an interesting time, Jolenta. As Mm. you know, before COVID hit, Dean and I were in the middle of some renovations on our apartment. Uh, We knocked out a vestibule. We reduced the size of one of our closets. We created a tiny new bedroom. We patched some holes in the ceiling. But then, of course, COVID hit, bringing the whole project to a complete standstill. Oh my gosh, that is the worst. I kind of forgot that yeah. you had to stop renovations. That sucks. And you were so amped about them. You were all about like, we're going to reuse all this stupid space in our entryway and like everything's going to be perfect. Like, and we're finally going to be invited over, right? Yes. Like you haven't had anyone over in, in forever. I mean, now that's all out the window. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're left now with sections of the floor that have no hardwood. We have sections of the house. We have rooms that have no doors. We have a half-done paint job. Um, The no doors is Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an ideal situation. But, you know, I figured I still got to move ahead with this book, right? right Even right, if we yeah. have a half-time Maybe reno job. Maybe it's a job. good time. Like, do it before the reno's done, right? Maybe? <laughs> Maybe. So I started with step one. Okay. That's identify, think, and take notes. Yes. And Dean and I, you know, as the book suggests, sat down. We went through the book together. Mm-hmm. We looked at the pictures and pointed out what we liked best. Here nice. we are doing that. Obviously, you love the industrial stuff and the farm, the farmhouse stuff. That's obvious. Well, yeah, it probably leans a little bit more industrial <laughs> loft. I'd prefer, you know, cyberpunk future. <laughs> Could we get LED hover lights for the dinner plates? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> those are not categories. And guess what? Mid-century modern is not a category Wait. either. In fact, did you look here? Most of like, okay, look at this picture and this one and like these ones over here. If anything, it looks like we like traditional more than I realized. Oh God. Are we are we traditional? That sounds so boring. I mean, Kristen, 
you do tend to like lean a bit traditional, like modern traditional. Like you definitely love like your Nana. You love like some floral patterns, like Amish accents, you know, like that is technically traditional. It's not floral. It's just pictures of flowers with birds in them. Just to be clear, I mean, it's not the flowers by themselves. I know. It's birds I know. sitting in flowers. <laughs> but like that's kind of traditional. It doesn't mean it's bad. I love I that Jean is horrified by it though. <laughs> <laughs> so after you guys were disturbed by realizing you might be a hint traditional, what did you do next? <laughs> well, after that, we moved along to step two. Entryways. Yes. And as I was saying earlier, we knocked out this big vestibule that used to jut out into our living room. And that mm-hmm. vestibule used to kind of be the entryway. We had piles of shoes and coats and, a mud, you know, just tons of other things like in a, there. You, like you, a mudroom-esque area? Yeah, exactly. Um, but once we knocked it out, we were like kind of just leaving stuff around um, our new bigger living room. And we realized, you know what? We don't have to do that anymore. So wait, the basically the vestibule was gone, but all of the things that were just sort of hanging out there were just now in the living room. Yes, exactly. Got it. Got it. Okay, exactly. that would be sort of an eyesore. Yeah. So what we did is we moved everything to the landing. So as you know, in a New York apartment, you know, you go up a floor, there's a giant landing. You go up another floor, there's another landing. And, you know, a lot of our neighbors use their landings as kind of their entryway. And we figured, Mm -hmm. well, we can do the same thing. If all of our neighbors are doing it, let's put a shoe rack out there. We put out a floor mat. And now all the things that were in the vestibule are, um, you know, on this landing. And it just makes our house feel so much cleaner. Mm-hmm. And when you come over now, eventually, when people can come over <laughs> yeah, again. If, if that happens, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll see it's a welcoming place. Like, kick off your shoes, wipe off right, your feet, it's come more, on in. It's more organized sounding, it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do after that? Are you going in order? Yes, we are. Right, I figured. So, <laughs> so that would be step three. <laughs> living rooms, right. Yes, yes. And for this, our main goal was to create a focal point for the room. In the past, mm-hmm. we had a small gallery wall, but during renovations, we took all the art off the wall. Right. We also acquired a few new pieces. So we worked on trying to determine a new way to hang our art. Well, hold on here. If we put Michelle Obama over there... Should we have Dolly Parton next to her? But then Prince, I want to have Prince front and center too. You know, I, I, this is, it's hard for me to hold all these up. It's four pictures and I only have two hands. Um, <laughs> but there's I like think, five more on the floor. Let, yeah, well, so, hold on, hold on. Let's just imagine the space real quick. Let's just put them all on the floor and we'll line them up and rearrange them there. And we'll take a picture and then I'll transfer them to the wall and line them up and get all the edges and whatnot. But the, for now, let's just move the coffee table and we'll make a little bit of room here. And then we'll just, we'll just map it out on the floor. Ooh, I like this idea. There you go. Um, is this a gallery wall or just a wall of uh, the heroes we share, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I cannot wait to see it. Oh, my gosh. It, it looks pretty good. I got to say, we might rearrange things. As Joanna Gaines says, you can always change your mind. But for now, I'm pretty happy with it. And, you know, the um, Michelle Obama piece in particular, which we just absolutely adore, had Mm. just been kind of sitting along to the side for a long time. And to have that up there with some other new pieces, it just it kind of makes it feel like even though we're still kind of a construction zone, this section of the living room actually feels like us. This is our personalities. These are the people that we love Mm -hmm. on the wall. I think other people might say, oh, that's tacky, or oh, I would never want all these celebrities in giant gold leaf frames on my wall. But that's not the point. 
It has to be our personality, so we made yeah. sure it was there. I have a framed photo of a drawing of a reality star from a one-season reality show on E! in my living room, <laughs> prominently displayed. Like, who cares if it's tacky as long as it's you? And yes. I like that you're basically giving yourself the message that, like, even though this is sort of, like, a paused construction zone, I'm allowed to, like, be comfortable and feel at home and, like, fucking nest in my space. Um, okay, so did you do anything else in the first week? That was a lot already, but I'm assuming yes. you did more. Yes. Um, we did step four. Um, that is the kitchen. Yes. And we already do a pretty good job, I like to think, of maximizing our tiny kitchen. Our kitchen really mm-hmm. is small. It's one of the is smallest it? kitchens yeah. I've ever had. I, say, but, I, I normally think of you as a big kitchen person, but then again, I have not seen the place you've lived in for the past, what, two years now? Yeah, um, that's because it's constantly been in renovation. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry but, I keep giving um, you shit. No, it's totally fine. We just, you know, we didn't want people over until the renovation. Then we finally started the renovation, and then, of course, it got shut you down. Know. Anywho, um, our kitchen is really small, and I thought we were doing a good job of maximizing it, but I realized there were a bunch of things on the counter that really didn't need to be on the counter. Like, ah. do we actually need this appliance on the counter all the time? Um, maybe we can move these things into that useless corner on the counter rather than having them right front and center, the only place right. that we can use a cutting board. So I just kind of rearranged things ever so slightly. I didn't put everything away like Marie Kondo mm-hmm. would want us no. to, but um, but I put enough away that now it feels like we have at least 50% more counter space. Nice. There's like, it's, it makes it feel like you could easily walk in and like prep something. Yes, absolutely. And then on top of that, Dean fixed a handle on one of the cupboards that was coming nice. off. So that's just like, it, it didn't change the look of it, but it changed the function, the which is great. Yeah, which, absolutely. Which we know is important, thanks to Joanna Gaines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Okay, what else? Did you do anything else? Well, Yes, I did one other thing, and that was I spent a lot of time fretting. I was fretting oh my gosh. and complaining what are you about? <laughs> about something I felt was desperately missing from the book. Uh-oh. But I will tell you more about that in week two. Of course you will. And of course I didn't even notice anything missing, so damn it. <laughs> Let's take a break while I think about it. Um, Yes, but before we do, have you lived by homebody? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash BTV pod or at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249, equal housing lender, loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first week of living by homebody. How did week two go for you? Okay, week two did get a little weird, but it started nice and simple. Uh, it started with step two. Yes, good old entryways. Mm-hmm. And so I like my entryway. You know, during yeah. the last book we lived by, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, like I made nice spots for all of our belongings on our little side table that fits in our entryway. Like we have art I love there. There's an autographed Amy Sedaris photo near our entryway and a framed um, playbill from the very short-lived Broadway musical called Coco in which Catherine Hepburn played Coco Chanel and could not sing. (laughs) Anyway, I like my entryway. But then I remembered, as the book says, like, there's an outside to your entryway, too, and, like, it has to be welcoming, and there's a whole part on the other side of my front door that I don't think about at all, like Yes, you were that saying. would be the landing, which we exactly. now use as our entryway. <laughs> right. And we share our landing with two other apartments on our floor, so I can't, like, set up as much shop as I would like to, but we have mm-hmm. a welcome mat outside of our door that I basically plopped down when we moved in and have forgotten about. So... Mm. I uh, I looked out my front door and uh, I turned my mat around so the word welcome, because it is a true welcome mat, it says the word welcome on it. It's now facing the right way again. It's facing, <laughs> it's facing like people as they walk into the house. It's not like welcoming me as I leave my apartment. Um, and welcome I to also, the world, Jolenta. Yeah, basically that's what it seems like. Welcome. You never come out here. Uh, but now it welcomes people coming in. Um, and also, nice. I uh, I ran the vacuum over it for the first time ever. So now, hopefully, when people come to our door, they will feel more welcome unless, like, they're standing on, like, a forgotten about, flip the wrong way catcher. Oh, I love that. Especially if you're getting things delivered. I know a lot of us are getting more things delivered yeah. now since there's social distancing going on. So if your delivery person is bringing something to you and there's a welcome mat, that's just so much nicer. I want them to feel welcomed, not me. You know? Yes. Yes. And what did you do after that? After that, I like got up my ambitions and I decided to tackle my dining area. Ooh, this is step five. And I'm very Mm -hmm. curious about what you did as somebody who has sat at that dining room table um, many a time, including holidays. Yes. So like I don't have a dining room. We just have a table with Mm -hmm. two chairs in the corner of our living room that has like flaps that can go up or down. But I wanted to take the book seriously and see if I could make a more sort of like official and inviting dining moment in the apartment. And I'm curious, how did you do that? I did a lot of like the planning and drafting like the book says. I drew out like the floor plan of the room on some grid paper. I cut out other pieces of grid paper in the shape of furniture and arranged it in various ways, (gasps) all done to scale with the grid. 
And I finally came oh up with a floor plan for the whole living room that was going to create like a different dining moment. And I went to town just dragging all of my furniture all over the place. And uh, why don't you take a listen to the results? All right. It's almost three in the morning. I decided I liked a diagram of the living room. So I moved all the furniture. Now it looks like shit. It looks like garbage. I don't know why I thought pushing a giant couch in the middle of the room would make the flow better and, like, differentiate, like, a dining nook. But our dining nook that's in the corner by the window with, like, cute potted plants is is, is, is fine, I'm realizing. Oh, my God. You tried to make your giant sofa a floating sofa? I thought it could <laughs> float and then, like, the dining table could sort of be behind it. Like, yeah. e- either, like, I against mean, the, the couch or against the wall. But the couch is comedically wide when it's not against the wall. Like, I forgot how big the couch is. I do have to say, though, when I put everything back, I lined the rug up better with the couch. So I do have to say the flow of the room just looks like a little cleaner. So it's not a total loss, but it was a lot of effort to move just one thing. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry you went through that, but I'm glad that just moving the rug made it better because... You know, that's something that uh, she says in the book also, Joanna Gaines, Mm -hmm. that sometimes like just moving a rug or adding this, you know, tiny element can make the flow feel better. So it made the floor um, path much clearer. Like it truly made a bit of a difference. Good, good. Um, And what did you do after that then? So after that, I just had one step left and that is step four. Yes, the good old kitchen. Right. And uh, I've been saving it for last mainly because like since I've been sick for so long, like I don't even fucking go in the kitchen, Kristen. Like (laughs) I basically go in there to get water and like dry cereal if I'm nauseous. Otherwise, it's like fully Brad's domain. He always cooks everything and bakes everything. And now it's like even more so. And I also like our kitchen. Like, we have good flow. We keep the counters very clear because they we don't have a lot of counter space. And, like, I like our decor in there, too. Like, we have cute things up there. So I decided I'd just check in with Brad about the kitchen to see what he thought could be improved on. What do you think we would need to make our kitchen run smoother? Is there anything you think we need? Like, do you feel like it's it's ordered well, it's easy to use? Like, like new countertops. Well, yeah. I mean, we can't do that, so. <laughs> um, but, like, I like the flow of it for the most part. And, like, we don't have money to get new countertops right now, so. Yeah. No, I think. I think it's I, mean, I like good. the Yeah. Why? So you don't want me to, like, rearrange any of the storage or anything? No. Please don't? <laughs> Please don't mess with the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got to say I am not surprised at all. I know that yeah. the kitchen is Brad's domain. He's in charge of it. Of course, he does not want you messing with his domain. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing then you didn't do anything because you respect no, Brad, I did right? nothing. I'm sorry if yes. that's cheating, but I, I decided, <laughs> even though the book doesn't say anything about respecting wishes of your spouse, I decided to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> and give myself a break since, like, the room meets our needs and it meets the standards of the book, in my opinion. Uh, so that's where I finished week two, by just skipping a step. Classic me. Well, I'm totally fine with that, Jolenta. I'm totally fine with that. That Thank sounds you. good to I'm me. I'm so glad. <laughs> I felt bad. I don't like to cheat, especially when we're stuck at home. Like, what else am I doing? But, <laughs> but apparently I should respect my partner. 
<laughs> Moving on. I want to respect you and your second week of living by homebody. How did it go? Well, you may recall that in week one, I got a lot done, but I was still fretting and complaining mm. about an aspect of the book. Oh, and I'm right. going to reveal what that aspect of the book is now. Here I am talking to Dean about it. Why doesn't why doesn't this book have a section for home offices? There's a section for utility rooms. I mean, how many people need utility room decor and like, but no home offices? Are you sure there's nothing in here? Look, here's a picture of a desk in a bedroom. Yeah, but we don't have room for a desk in our bedroom. We need a home office section. Huh, that's weird. I know this was written before like global pandemics, but even then people had home offices, right? Oh my gosh, that is a huge oversight. And I also did not catch that because of course. But duh, <laughs> that's totally true. I also have a home office and just didn't fucking touch it during this book except when I took a stump out. Yeah, and you know, it's ridiculous because people now more than ever are in their home mm -hmm. offices. But as Dean was saying, even before COVID, people were in their offices. And right. in my case... I am in my office constantly because I'm hosting five shows. And, you Girl. know, it's... <laughs> Only it's, you are like, oh, I'm swamped during COVID. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 go on. I, I am, though. And I got to say, the little closet studio that I work out of is not very attractive. I am very mm. fortunate that Santa, this past Christmas, Santa. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> set up, you know, foam padding on two of the walls in my closet studio oh my and put up microphone. And that's great. But the rest of my closet studio is just a whole bunch of pillows and blankets and sound absorbing mm. things. And it's not functional because Dean never knows when I'm on mic. So he'll walk in and out and start talking to me because no. there's like no is there way no to door? indicate. No, there's no door right, either. Right. So, Oh, right. It's a converted closet. So it's sort of like an open space. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just very frustrating. Yeah. So wait, what did you do? Did you, I guess, did you, did you like go rogue and pretend there was an office chapter and make it into a project? Jolenta, how long have you and I been friends? Of course oh I didn't. God. No, I no. follow the books as they are written, not as they should be written. And then mm -hmm. I bitch about them to you. Yep. All the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is classic you. I should not have expected anything else. What did you do next? So Dean and I did step five. Dining rooms. I truly hope your step five went better than mine. <laughs> yes, um, I, I think it did, you know. Good. But here's the deal. When Dean and I were undergoing the first half of our renovations, we already kind of started working on our dining room. We nice. bought uh, a new sideboard. We bought new dining room chairs because our old chairs, I don't know if you remember this, but they didn't mm -hmm. actually fit under the dining room table because the footprint of the chairs was too wide. Right. So. It was just like they were not good chairs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we ordered some new mid-century industrial chairs a month or so ago. Um, and, you know, it's great because they fit there. However, they were too tall for me and at a weird angle. So oh. during this book, Dean and I bought some new feet, you know, like chair feet <laughs> that yeah, they can yeah. go up and down. So we bought new feet for our chairs and listen to this. Oh, okay. my feet touched the floor now. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that was the whole point, right? Like it took a little bit of adjusting and some extra like accoutrements. <laughs> so look at that. It's, um, yeah, your feet touched the ground. That's great. Let me try. And, yes, yes. I want to see. Are they too short for you? I mean, 
It's okay. It's very convenient to rest my elbows on my knees while I eat. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not nearly no it's it's great i mean they're fine i mean yeah okay, and why? isn't the angle so much better because I mean, like the yeah. angle of the seats before were so weird and now it, it is weird they, like you were tipped in a weird way now it seems much more reasonable although how are you gonna like like swing your little legs like Kermit the frog <laughs> on the chairs oh my gosh that is the cutest thing i have ever heard <laughs> Also, so Joanna Gaines, she'll be so proud of you. She makes it very clear that the dining room has to be functional and comfortable. And now, now yours is, considering you didn't like your chairs, that's like the least functional. Now I feel like we are going to be able to use our dining room more because, you know, we were those people who would like use the dining room on holidays or, you know, use it on game nights. But now I feel like we're right. set to use it more often, which is great. That is so exciting. Um, All right. What did you do after that? Uh, we did step six. And that would be the tub. I mean, the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. So the thing we did was tackle this dumb laundry basket we have that just sits out in the open. And it's huge mm. and unattractive. And then it makes it hard to walk around the bed. Um, so we rearranged our closet in our bedroom. Yes. And our closet now has a space for a new laundry basket that we got, which is a kind of a tall, skinny hamper. Yes, and now that's everything can have. go there. Yes, instead of there just being this like wide, giant laundry basket that takes up tons of room. Yeah, we have like kind of a tall, thin one now that just fits in our closet and it's completely out of the way. So yeah. um, I was super excited about that. I know it's just a laundry basket, but Joanna Gaines says even a laundry basket can change your bedroom. So it the smallest it things did. can make a yes. like big difference. What did you do next? I did step seven. Bathrooms. Yes. And for this, um, I love that you did your bathroom for free, Jolenta, but I decided to try the Joanna Gaines method of doing it for $100 or mm -hmm. less. Mm -hmm. I and know you love so, a spending little amounts of money challenge. Yes, yes. So I spent as little as I could. I did it for under $100. Mm -hmm. um, and I did it all when Dean wasn't paying attention. <gasps> Uh-oh. And then I revealed it to him. Here it yes. is. Yes. Here it is. Oh. Oh, nice. Oh, it's much more color-coordinated. Oh, the baskets are so much tidier. Aren't they nice? They're so simple. They're just like rope it's baskets. It's just the stuff, but in rope baskets, so it looks much tidier. And I like that you changed the mats and color-coordinated things. Do you see also the bamboo soap and toothbrush holders? Yeah, that's yeah. a nice touch. It all fits together really well. I can't believe this is only $100. It looks like a million bucks. Thanks, hon. Thank well, you. I'm making a thousand. But it, it looks great. It looks really great. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I love that you can tie a whole room together and make it look basically brand new with just a bunch of like well-picked, well-curated, cheap things. Yes. Yes for cheap. Yay. <laughs> you can tell your story on the cheap in the bathroom. It's easy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love it. So where did you end your week? Is that where it stopped? Well, I thought that's how week two that's would end. Steps. Yeah. But then Dean surprised me with this. Surprise! I got you a present. Here, here, Ooh. open it. Ooh. It's an on-air light. <laughs> I know it's a little oh my weirdly gosh. cheesy. 
But I know you hate when I creep through the house to try and see if you're on air or recording or on a call or whatever. And then I'm like behind you and and you're like, ah, what the hell is that? (laughs) It's just your husband. But um, I thought this could just go in the hall and I could get a little switch and you could just flick it on when you're recording so that I don't have to creep up on you all the time. Shut the fuck up. Yes, that is an on-air light. Isn't that amazing? Shut up. So for people who aren't in the business, an on-air light is this thing that we have so people know when we're taping or not taping. And when you flip the switch and turn on the on-air light, now if you're in my house, you can see like, oh, I got to be quiet around Kristen because she's taping right now. And America's favorite husband tricking out the closet, getting on-air lights. What a champ. I'm jealous. I even guy. I told Brad we should get an on-air light or make like a sign or something. And Brad's like, uh, when I close the door, that's the on-air light. And I was like, well, that's the least fun, but I guess that's what I'll do too when I record. <laughs> well, I'm going to send you a link to the company that Dean got the on-air light from. And, and, and yeah. we need to post a picture too. I want to see it in all its cuteness. Oh, yeah. We got to post lots of pictures from this book, Jolanta. I think it would be so fun to share what we did with the listeners. I'll do a whole photo series of like Spike on the toilet at different angles. Uh, It'll be great. (laughs) All right. Um, It's almost verdict time. But before that, we have got to take one more quick break. But first, a reminder, we love hearing from all of you out there. Have you lived by Homebody? Share your story at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249, equal housing lender, loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. We're back, Kristen, and it's time. What do we think of Homebody? What's the verdict? Did it work? Did it change our lives? Yes. um, I am curious to know what your verdict is, Jolenta. Tell me. All right. Okay. So this book was way more fun to read than I thought it would be. I'll be honest. Although I love reality television, I am not the hugest renovation show fan. So I was a little worried it might not keep my attention or it might be full of advice on just like shiplap and stencils, which I'm (laughs) not a fan of. Oh, Joanna Gaines loves her shiplap. (laughs) Right. But I have to say I was wrong. You know, her approach in the book is pretty nice and realistic and not sort of pigeonholing people into her style. Um, It's all about figuring out what you like, not like following trends and making sure that things function in ways that actually meet your needs too, which I think is very important and often gets overlooked in in design. But I guess uh, I guess I'm going to pull a bit of a Kristen on this one and and basically mm-hmm. say I don't think I needed this book. 
All right. So first of all, I think it's funny that you call that pulling a Kristen. Is second it? of all, <laughs> second of all, I I think you're right. I mean, I've always thought of you as having an impeccably designed home, Jolenta. Oh my and, god, stop! It. And it doesn't matter what apartment you're in. Even when you were like in that in between apartment, holes. yeah, yeah, you've been in like some really like unplanned apartments, apartments that you had to be in because your house like, burned down. Yeah, like being and, displaced and in sublets and stuff. Yeah, and even in those cases, you really made your spaces beautiful. So. Yeah, I, oh, I'm totally you. fine with you calling that pulling a Kristen. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 you know, give credit to my mom for getting me interested in interior design just like when I was young. Because of that, I've already just done a lot of the things the book suggests you do. And that being said, the book is great for defining personal design style and sort of getting general advice on how to incorporate that style in ways that promote comfort and, and like functionality, which again is great. Not just like plaster your style everywhere, but make sure it works for your day-to-day flow. Um, I think if you already have a sense of what your tastes are and you feel your items are pretty curated and homey, then this book doesn't really add much. Basically, all the changes I made that had mostly to do with function, I did love and like they did improve my life, but they they were minimal. Like I moved a, a little table and that's great. I readjusted my rug, like the room feels better, but also sort of felt like unimportant maybe. It's just because I'm like, you know, still uh, dealing with my lupus stuff and I'm sick and like the world feels like it's falling apart. But I just was also like, I don't care if I have a dining moment. That's perfect. Like what I have is fine. So I don't know. I feel like this book is fine. So does that mean you're recommending the book or not recommending the book? I recommend it if you want to like revamp your aesthetic or clarify your aesthetic, but otherwise like not super necessary. Mm. How do you feel? Well, Jolenta, as you know, I actually like those reality TV home makeover shows. I I love real estate shows. I freaking love all of that stuff. And um, and I've seen a lot of episodes of Fixer Upper. I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think I've even seen one. Oh, I've seen a lot of them. I should I've, have I've watched seen... one before we did this episode, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'm I don't sorry, think you have listeners. to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's good that you didn't because, like, I almost feel like you're the control group, like the person who reads the book without seeing the right. show. You're the you're the Gaines, like, you know her body of work, and I'm the, like, Gaines noob. Yeah, and I got to say, on her TV show, sometimes it veers just a little too southern country like mm-hmm. the shiplap that you mentioned and the rocking chairs and certain things like that were yeah, her style is very texas yeah and it's like, like i live in a farmhouse that's three thousand square feet or eight thousand right. or whatever oh, right. it is and she I, like popularized the like our version of like the revamped farmhouse look basically. yes yes and she lives on many many acres where they're like i don't know like a hundred animals i have no idea i i, I, yeah. I cannot keep track of how many animals and five and everything children else she has like <laughs> yes <laughs> girl has an estate yeah so you know going into this book i was like oh is this just going to be a book that shows me how to put shiplap up but i was right. really pleased because Overall, mm-hmm. I thought it was really approachable. It was not pretentious at all. And totally. she makes clear over and over again, you can always change things up. If it doesn't work, you can rearrange it. You're never trapped in a situation. You mm-hmm. can always, you know, move things around, which I think is a good, um, you know, message in life to have with all totally. sorts of things. You can always change things yeah. up. It's not permanent. And like Yes, yes. And I also like that she's telling us to decide for ourselves what to like rather than telling us these are the firm design rules. This is the do's right. and There's this is no the don'ts. There's no never do this or always that. Like it's just yeah. do you. 
Yeah, which I think might be hard for some people who want more concrete instructions or who don't necessarily know certain kinds of design basics that you were brought up with, Jolenta. Mm. It might be harder for them because maybe they want something that's way yeah, more like prescriptive. Maybe they want to know what the different kinds of moldings are called. Like, we don't get into yeah. that in this book. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Um but I also like that she focuses so much on function and comfort and the people who live in a home because mm-hmm. I think there are other design books out there that really say, uh, make it a museum-style space. And right. she's not saying make a museum-style space. She's saying make a space that is for the people who live in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and that is that is important. I did grow up in a home where for a while we had soapstone counters and my mom's catchphrase was, don't put anything directly on the counter. Oh my so God. <laughs> having lived in a home like that, I can say like fucking functionality is important. <laughs> yes. Yes. That being said, you know it. Everyone knows it. I was really mad that there was not a home office section in this book. Oh, my God. I mean, you can incorporate the advice for other rooms into the office. But no, it is a big oversight, especially because I feel like she has an untraditional work life and might herself use a home office, which is yes. Weird. Yes. So I didn't like that. Um, I I do wish some of the pictures of, you know, her examples of what a room could look like, I wish some of them were a little less tame. I think she could have gotten more far right. out. I think she could have pushed right. the boundaries a little bit more. Um, I like to think that in my house and yours, Jolenta, sometimes we do push the boundaries with what kind of art we have and what kind of things we mix in. And she didn't show any totally. of those kinds of things in her house. Um, but overall, you know, the book got me and Dean to spruce things up rather than just sit in a holding pattern of unfinished renovations, right. which is kind of what we were doing. No, and so, that's important. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to recommend it. I am going to recommend it. But Joanna Gaines, if you are listening, I hope you are listening. Which I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> please, when you put out the next edition of this book, add a whole section on home offices, please. I bet she will. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producers, Daisy Rosario and Brandon Nix, our engineer, Andy Christens, and our chief content officer, Chris Bannon, a.k.a. The Big Cheese. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who performed it. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Homebody, if you have thoughts, if you are Joanna Gaines. Hit us up. Our email is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can also tweet at us at ByTheBookPod or hit us up on Instagram. You can slide into our DMs there, also at ByTheBookPod. And if you haven't already, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show and it fills our hearts with stars. And we're all made out of star stuff and that star stuff should come out on your reviews. And also, just tell a friend about the show. Just tell a homebody about the show. Tell Joanna Gaines about the show. I bet she has a big following. If she tweeted about us, that'd be huge. Tell everyone about the show. Yes. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you're so basic. I'm a basic bitch. Stitcher. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. 
We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details.